Today we are living the authentic life in one of the most joyful ways I can think of. Yesterday, Daria and I were in the safe room and she said, who's your podcast guest tomorrow? And I said, this woman, I can't even find the right word for her. She's a mentor and she inspires me and she's a confidant and she's someone that fills my soul in a way that I want to sit and talk to because I believe she'll fill the souls of our listeners. What is it you're talking about? <laughs> this is sweet Claudine Boutros. And we were introduced. I uh, we were introduced through your daughter-in-law, uh, Nadine, and I have the biggest blessing of being in your Bible study with you. And I want people to know that this is we're going to talk about faith, but this is more about living a life where you come alive. And we found mm -hmm. ways to come alive because of our faith yes. and we connect over that. But, but people with purpose, people who are committed to, to doing the work, people who are real, who are authentic can come alive. And I, want you to know you've kept me on my path oh my so many days I'm looking for the woman. <laughs> uh, and so that's what I want to share about today Thank is you. how you have you. been on this incredible path. You are an immigrant. You are an Egyptian woman who married a Greek man. <laughs> you have traveled Egyptian man, Egyptian man. Okay. And he, but he's Greek heritage or no? No, I know because of the name. Boudreaux. Yeah, sounds. Okay, it's, Egyptian. Is, is Egyptian, Lebanese, Greek. It's It means Peter. And yeah, Boudreaux means Peter. I did not know that. Yes. So Peter as Bible. in Peter in the church, like the church was founded. Yes. Peter, with, the small stone. The pebble, the small stone. Interesting. So... Tell us a little bit about growing up. Okay. Were you a girl that came alive? <laughs> okay. Um, I was born in Egypt to uh, a Christian family. Mm -hmm. And um, faith and love and nurture was part of, of our life. Mm -hmm. There are many times when... Um, I, um, back then, I'm 75 and I'm proud to Incredible. talk about it. <laughs> I mean, and look like... at this fashionista. We're going to talk about that because you know I love fashion. <sighs> that, I have to admit, was the initial bond. Look, kindred spirits yeah, we wearing our Sarah Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw flowers. Yeah. So, um, I was born at a time and raised in, in a family that's very uh, traditional, affluent, and um, and loved life and, and all the wonderful trimmings of life. But the little girls, which is what I was when I was little, you had they had to teach you to be polite, to be quiet, to be discreet, to be seen and not heard. I always felt there was some surge in me that was just not coming out, but I had to abide and I was not a rebel. So it kind of stayed underneath. Oh, wow. Um, 
I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, who was an amazing, who was really um, my source of, um, of faith. She was my source of nurture. She was, uh, she was strict, but she adored me. So I could, I could put up with the fact that she said, you need to sit properly and you need to put your legs together. You know, if I'm playing or whatever, you just play like a lady. But because I saw that that's the atmosphere that I grew up in, so it need I needed to be that way too. Um, I had I had um, I, my cousins and I were there was five of us, in my immediate cousins and we played together and uh, and we had fun growing up. Then um, I went I moved to we moved from Cairo to Alexandria. It was a very, very hard adjustment. Had the best time being in Alexandria growing up from time I was like maybe maybe um, seven to 19, which is when I immigrated and married my husband. And um, here, that many years later, we've got two sons, Stephen and Sean. And um, Stephen is the oldest and he's an attorney. And Sean is a plastic surgeon, and he is like 10 and a half months younger than the oldest. So I knew I made it happen, and what I wasn't going to do again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And your husband is a remarkable doctor. And George is an amazing doctor. Uh, he is very gifted, and you've experienced that with diagnosis for DNA. Yes. You could just spit at him a few symptoms, and he'll give you the diagnosis. No blood work, no nothing, but that's a gift. It he is. He has that gift. And you've fallen into the role also of doctor's wife, which yes. is a very giving, it's, it's a, you have to have a servant's heart to be a doctor's wife. One of my girlfriends is married to a surgeon oncologist at MD Anderson. And the sacrifice you make to help other people is almost daily. Well, the sacrifice you make to, to accommodate that schedule, to know that things can change a lot, and to know that you, there's a big responsibility that lays on you vis-a-vis -vis raising the kids, vis-a-vis -vis, um, just, um, just allowing them to be physicians, but yet, hey, you need to be a daddy too. That's part of the deal. So uh, just treading water, you tread very lightly, and you try to be fair, but sometimes those are our children, <laughs> you know? Work can wait, but actually, is it true that work can wait? I don't know that it can. There are times that it can't. Yes, but when if, as a mom with a sick child at home <laughs> right now, today, yes, I feel that, and it is such a work-life balance, and it's such a struggle. But um, we had this great moment in Bible study reading the dash. And there was this really moving part of the story about a father who had talked about his day with his kids. And you make me cry. <laughs> I know. But but just talking about it was really um, it was powerful to see the impact that time spent makes on people. Because people say, and I believe, that when the most valuable thing you can give someone is time Very and true. prayer. 
Very true. And to have them in your heart. And for us, prayer to God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, to other people, they might have choices of where, but to be reflective, to take time, that is truly what love is to me. And I feel like women like you, women like my mother, who have been supportive to really strong men. She's amazing. I met her. Amazing woman. You seem on the outside to be the support, but now as a 55-year-old woman who's living this life being married to a strong man, sometimes we have to have even more strength than the men to hold our words back and to use <laughs> restraint and to use the gifts of the spirit to keep everything going. And I think I've realized so much of that because now if you asked me who are the strongest women in your life, it would be you and my mom. Wow, such an honor. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that because I think society is telling us such different things. Whereas we know as women, we should not just be seen and not hurt. Not hurt. <laughs> and it's hard for us as growing up in an Italian family, there were certainly moments. There were moments my brother should have been working and taking over the business, which he did now, but it was a hard balance. And now everyone's saying women should do it all. But as a woman who's trying to do it all, I find it Stressful. <laughs> Almost yeah. impossible. No, impossible to do it all. Right. right. We have to make choices of purpose. So talk a little bit about how you've consistently stayed the course. Well, there are two things that come to mind. First of all, you feel like you're put in a place that that there's a very fine line between filling yourself so you can fill others. Because if you cannot fill yourself, if you don't have it within you, if you, if you don't have a foundation within you, you're not able to give it to others. I find- So true. I find that, and I love all the things that we all love and the going in the, but you know what? My foundation, I've, and I've got through. I've gone through so many phases and stages of life. Um, my foundation is this: the Word of God, what He said. Because without that, you sway back and forth. Whatever the alamod is today, whatever is believed and heard and echoed today, you find yourself being swayed. When I've seen a lot of friends, you know, yes. maybe be tempted in that area. When you're anchored, the, the Lord refers to his word as the plumb line. The plumb line is the straight line that does not vary. It's not wishy-washy. It is the same. When you go back and you're anchored in what he said, and when you measure everything with, how does that line up with the word? It's really easier. That doesn't mean that sometimes you say, I'm just going to go mad. I'm going to get mad and, and allow myself to get mad no matter what. <laughs> and yes, you do those things. And yes, you scream and yell sometimes and you think, 
you know, it's not going to be that way anymore. No. But then you think about it and you, and, and what you've learned settles into your being and it comes out like sweet fruit, like fruit on a branch, on a vine. And that's exactly what the word said. We must be the fruit on the vine. Mm -hmm. If the vine and the branches are abiding together, it's not hard. But believe me, if for some reason, <laughs> so if for some reason I've been busy and running around in early appointments and, and I skip my time, my nurture, my time with the Lord, my attitude is different. It's like, this is a daily reminder. Um, David talks about praying and being in the Word morning and night. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. It sets your day. It sets your mood. It allows him to come in and say, okay, I'm going to run the show today. And you can say, I surrender. I give it all to you. Run the show. I can run it better than you can. Right, right. Go right along. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being there to run my show. Because it's not my show. I'm here as a guest. You're running the show. I'm comfortable. I cannot take care of my kids more than he can take care of my kids. I really can't. And there's days that I feel guilty for filling, for taking, like I should have woken up one other time during the night to give medicine to Bella, but because I wasn't sleeping, I said, I'm gonna need to sleep because I'm gonna need to be there for people, for her in the morning. I'm gonna need to be there for the people at my store, for, for our business, for my husband, for the community that I've committed things to. And I think it's okay for us to set boundaries to fill ourselves so we can stay strong. Although we feel guilty as women taking that time. But every person I've talked to that I feel something special with. We were talking about Grace Kelly loving on you earlier. <laughs> she felt your energy. There's something people talk about energies. They talk about feeling something different with people. Every person I felt that with has reflected in a consistent way and known what they've wanted and not necessarily a tangible thing. We're not no. talking about, I know I want a BMW, but sometimes it could work for that if you could stay focused, but they are consistent. So then when the waves come mm -hmm. and try to take us out, and that's something that you've told me, some of those voices are, are Satan, some of those things that say you can't do it, you're uncertain, or tells you things of the flesh are more important than what we know is important. You poked the subject that I really want to talk about, if you don't mind. You talked about you felt guilty when you did not wake up to give um, Bella her medicine three o'clock in the morning because you were exhausted. And meanwhile, I'd given it every yes. three hours. Yes. So it's yes. not as though she's going. <laughs> Let me say something. People feel guilty. But I used to have a PhD in guilt and no one. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's like that's when that's what I studied in college and in life. Guilt, guilt. And you feel like as long as you're feeling guilty, you can punish yourself so no one else has to punish you. But that's yes. from Satan. Yes. That is so from Satan. If God can come and tell me, confess and I forgive. 
Yeah, the why, why are we I carrying that? that? Why are we carrying that pain with us and hurting ourselves all day long with that voice inside of us? And you know what it does? It really cripples you. It does. And when I stop and think about it, what am I doing? Am I running to the show? Or is whose word is more important? What he says or what I say about me? Yes. Or what Satan is trying to get me to perceive because it pushes me away from God. When mm -hmm. you feel guilty, you feel the condemnation and you feel the unforgiveness. So let's talk about being a Christian who is in pain. Because I was talking to my cousin today, I'm super close with, who's a very strong um, spiritual woman. And we were just talking about how we feel like things keep coming at us. But what we studied is that's pretty biblical. And because we have faith and because we work hard doesn't mean we're not going to have pain. I mean, you were, that you with the most energy were bedridden for months with illness where you couldn't even move. Like things, you, you've been through hard things. You've had opportunities, but you had really difficult things and you've kept the faith. <clears throat> yes, well, I'll tell you what happened really, if you want yes. reality. Yes, yes. Okay, there I was, um, Prima Madonna, image consultant, everybody was just yes. like, can you I were, talk to you? And, and your... She was an influencer before it was inf influencing. They were called image consultants. She was styling people back before there was a world word stylist. It, you were, you've been in fashion your entire life. Dress politicians, television personalities, just the whole thing. Yes. Um, I, um, I was in my house and I fell. I was wearing high heels and I was making a corner from the living room on to um, the a hallway and then to the bathroom. And my husband was right in front of me. When I made that turn, obviously my heels, I was not strong my heels or somehow my heel cake caved in and I fell. And when I fell, my head got caught between between the doorstop and and between my body and it went like this and it cracked ah chills for you and for the longest time the pain was excruciating it was the kind of pain that and i'm part of you know your ego your guilt whatever you don't want to admit that you're in pain because right. then people are going to take that's weakness that's, yes yeah, and you don't want people like, fussing over yeah, you i can i've got this i can do it myself <laughs> yes 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 so basically to admit that i was in pain was very difficult but anyways um i i look i look back and i think of what happened as it turned out i had to have surgery and actually the doctor went in from here and he put um a plate and screws in my neck and at that point I was totally incapacitated the problem is this <clears throat> when he did the surgery I did not realize there's something called heart surgery and soft surgery they whenever I called them to say I'm in pain I'm doing this well they they said eventually they said we are just we do the heart surgery you go to another um, surgeon and that does the softer surgeries and they will take care of your 
healing and your recovery. Make a long story short, I was supposed to get my, my instructions in the mail and I was supposed to open the mail. Well, when you have the surgery that I've had, you cannot open mail. You cannot open, I've got something, you couldn't even open my, fr I couldn't open my fridge. Open mail? This uh, pain kept on and on and on. And of course, I'm not wanting to tell people because, you know, that's a shame. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be perfect. I'm wonderful. And I'm supposed to help others. So I'm not going to wait on others to help me. That's very humiliating. That's just very, it, it just didn't fit my personality. Um, make another very long story short. Um, I, I apparently, if I'd opened my mail, I would have realized that I needed to go to therapy, which I didn't because I didn't open my mail. For a year and a half, the mail kept piling up. Oh, honey. During this time, I lost my license as a license. I was licensed cosmetologist. I lost my license because I didn't renew it. Um, of course, the Association of Image Consultants, I was one of 25 that was recognized as prima donnas, for lack of a better word. I did not renew that. I could not renew fashion group. I, so many memberships I could not renew. My life began to not just be in physical. Well, at that point, I did not know what I was missing because I didn't even attend to those things. So the only thing I could do for a year and a half is lay in bed. I could not, I could not sit up. I could not hold a book. I could not read because I couldn't hold a book. I have more gadgets about holding books than you can imagine, but I couldn't use them. My husband would buy them for me, could not use them because my, my strength was completely gone. But what I could do is lay in bed for a year and a half and turn on the Christian stations. Wow. And I would listen to that morning, noon, and night. It was, it filled me in. It, 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 it was my medicine. When I mean, there was no other medicine, it was my medicine. I mean, medicine for the soul. Um, I'm allergic to everything. I mean, I take Tylenol three days in a, in a row and I cry my heart out. It's just, my body is allergic to just about everything. So it was a very, very tough journey. I never thought I'd get out of it. I thought, well, am I going to be surrendered? Am I going to surrender to just being in bed for the rest of my life? And <clears throat> the thing that, that I kept thinking is, no, that will change. That will change. Didn't know when or how. Slowly, things began to come around. And actually, uh, uh, my husband called the doctor and the doctor said she should have gone to therapy. And at that point, when I was like desperate, he did set up therapy for me and I did go see a therapist. Um, and the first one didn't work out, but then I went to see another therapist and sure enough, I was there for, um, I don't know, maybe maybe six months. And, and eventually I got my movement and my neck and all of that working out. This was a very trying time of my life, but little did I know that I was caught up in the world of beauty and the world of um, helping others. And when you think about it, right. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, yes, there is a residual benefit, feeling good about helping others. Yes. But what was I doing? My, my, I've always believed that I 
I'm kingdom bound. I need to help people be kingdom bound. I taught Bible study for 27 years. I was very active. What happened to all of the things that I did? But I couldn't anymore. Slowly but surely, the Lord decided to get me out of that and into another mode. Wow. And it was almost like a metamorphosis, like a, a butterfly. And you that's were, why I love butterflies. Yeah. The greatest thing in life I mean, is a butterfly you, looking at a butterfly. Yes, it was. Wow. Because it was a metaphor. Coming out mm -hmm. of, it's like coming out of the grave, out of the cocoon mm -hmm. another time. But this time I had a different purpose. Even my approach to people was different. Uh, what my goals were different and the, the verse to be kingdom bound became more of a reality. All that I did in the flesh, there was lots of sprinkles of other things, spiritual all along. But to be committed to what, what lasts forever was, I'm not sure that it was, you know, as much as it had, um, I think, I think my later years, my commitment to being kingdom bound has been definitely much more, much stronger than what I did when it was sprinkled in my other things. So what I find different about you and my mother also is that a lot of Christians seem to be very focused on the rules. And when rules are broken, they are very judging of other people. And although God asks us not to judge, it's difficult. It's a really hard line to know what should be done and to be focused on yourself. What's the verse about looking at your, the splinter in your eye or the, yeah. the log and... Yeah, take the splinter out of your eye before, take the, yeah, before you take the log, uh, take the log out of your eye before you take the splinter out of someone else's eye. I would tell you, I give my mother credit for that. Uh, <clears throat> because the idea of judging was um, nipped in the bud when I was very young. And she'd always say something like, who would, who who could, who has a choice to be uh, rich, uh, smart, or rich and, you know, clever um, and, and, and um, unattractive? Who would choose to have a choice and go for the negative things? So when someone, when you perceive someone as having maybe not as pretty, uh, not as smart, not as this, think about it. Maybe sometimes it, it's been because they're lazy, but many times people don't have a choice, whether they're wealthy, whether they're, um, um, they have charisma. Uh, I mean, you have to not judge because you don't know where the other person's coming from. And when you do, it really wounds your spirit and you are not productive anymore in the way that you should be. Because you're focused on what, how do you know that circumstance? Well, and I think the word grace comes in. We talked about Very it a much. lot um, in the last Bible study about grace for ourselves that we talked about earlier yes. and grace for others, but also clear boundaries. Cause we've also, I feel like that's, that's hard when you are a person that has great energy and seems to be able to be resilient from really hard things. People want to be with you. People are uh, connected to that charisma, but sometimes there are people that aren't safe or aren't on the same path as you. 
Let's talk a little bit about surrounding yourself with people that are healthy for you and giving grace to those that might be in a hard part of their journey and how you've managed because you've had a lot of that in your life. Yes, Donna, you and I know that we are in love with our Bible and our group, Bible study mm-hmm. group. We know that we love each other, support each other, don't judge, and there's freedom to say whatever, mm-hmm. whatever is, uh, is on our heart. The interesting thing is our goal is um, if they're being challenged, to first of all hear them, perceive what's in their heart, mm-hmm. and then pat them emotionally and spiritually, and take them back to where they belong. Mm-hmm. That's grace that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel the grace of God in your life, you mm-hmm. cannot give it. Sometimes you meet people and they're mm-hmm. very challenging, very, very challenging, and, and the truth is, you think, do I really want to sit here and talk to that person? But maybe there's not, nothing is a coincidence. Maybe they'll put me in their path for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to feel the freedom to say something. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I was, in a, I was at Costco about um, three weeks ago, and this lady looked at me and she said, um, God bless you, you know Jesus. Oh, wow. And I said, um, I do. But you know what? If you didn't have eyes to see him, you would have not seen him, me. Uh-huh. We talked. I, it just happened one time when I had like six things to... That was yes, that you're was like, I'm in and out, but yes. I didn't have plans yes. for this talk. But She walks out and around the cash register and she says, may I hug you? And we said that at Costco, people lined up. Oh, goodness. And she would hug, she hugged me and I hugged her for at least three minutes. Wow. And all I could worry about is her boss. Yes, all the people behind getting mad. Why are these people hugging? But this is a moment. Yes. That I said, Lord, you make it right. Mm-hmm. You make it right. Um, there are people that are hurting and just want to know anything. I'm big about, oh, what's your name, Donna? What? I know something about your name. Mm-hmm. And, and I would carry on. I mean, you know, Daniel, all this stuff and say, do you know, do you know anything about Daniel? Let me tell you about Daniel. Uh, he was favored by God. Oh, God wow. showed him favor. That's a beautiful but thing. And then they're like, oh, God's going to show me favor. That's beautiful. So I have called you crying in situations about my sweet husband because we both have really strong personalities. And there's been one of my therapists along the way said, the best marriages are marriages where your partner will take influence from you. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's my destiny. <laughs> let me let me love it. <laughs> and sometimes our husbands don't take influence from us, and sometimes we want them to hear what's important to us. But you've helped me through those impasses by this. And um, one of the quotes that I've heard that really moved me that I've attached to. There's got to be a Bible verse about this, but if there is not love, then love and love will exist. 
And on the days that I'm the most upset and I don't feel, I always love Rob. We say we don't like each other some days. <laughs> but when I love him, when he's not likable, it's interesting to see how there's softness and there can be change created. So let's talk a little bit about that. To love people who are hard to love, because that's really a gift from God. It is. It is. Um, you know, because the holidays are coming <laughs> and we are all going to be around some people in our families that are triggering. I have a word about that. And, 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 and again, I, I, in my heart, I feel like, does everybody want to be ugly and, and just unbecoming? No. There is something in them that triggers them to be that. Mm -hmm. um, does anybody want to be hateful? No, because when you're hateful, you're not going to receive love. Mm -hmm. You cannot receive love. If, if you're hateful, you're not able to receive love because not too many people want to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Grace. dog, Grace <laughs> Kelly, wanting to connect with you. Right. She felt your love and she wanted it. Yes. I feel like when people are unlovable, I, I mean, I didn't used to do that early on, but I feel like I always think what's in their heart, what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't know their past. I don't know their future. I don't know how they feel. I don't know whether they lost a child. I don't know if they're, they're dealing with an illness, an incurable illness. I don't know. If the Lord has given me the ability to give them an excuse, then I'm not excusing their behavior. I'm just giving them a moment of grace so I don't compile more dislike to that person and they go back further into the hole. Now, unlovable people don't know how to love. It could be that they didn't grow up being loved. It could be mm -hmm. that the, the expressions of love they received when they were younger were not right because their parents and their parents and on and on. So really, the lack of love doesn't start from here now. You don't know if they've been in trauma. They've been through a certain situation that is so traumatic that they cannot get out of their system. But in the Bible, Jesus loved the people that were the least lovable. The least lovable. Yes. I mean, I was reading yesterday and it talked about when, when, um, when he cut, when one of the, one of the, Peter actually cut the ear of a soldier. Yes. And what did Jesus do? Put the ear back on. Yes. I wonder if I would have had that reaction. Right. How about when the, he was talking to the Samaritan woman and, and, and she was on the floor and she was, Basically, the guys were condemning her. And he said, what did Jesus say? The one that has, it wasn't a Samaritan woman, actually. It was a woman of irrepute in the city. Yes. And Jesus cast the down mm -hmm. and said, and he wrote, no one knows what he wrote. But we really do know that the elder, the older men began to walk away. And they did that because no one could say that I didn't commit that sin. 
because he told them, the one that is without sin. Cast the first stone. Yes. When people act unbecoming, mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like you need to ask the Lord to give you grace through that day. Mm -hmm. You don't know where they are. And then another thing I tell my friends, if mm -hmm. they come and tell me about this and that, mm -hmm. I always say, would you rather be yourself or them? Mm. What would you rather be, you or the other person? So with people going back to be with families, a lot of things take us back to our childhood. And when I was younger, as I mentioned earlier, I felt like I was the one trying to be the perfect student. I was trying to do it. My brother was rebelling, and but yet he was the son, and I felt like it was the prodigal son. He could go away. He could squander. He would not <laughs> go to school. He barely graduated high school, and he's amazing now, and we have the best relationship. And all that has made him stronger, has made him fight more, has made him, Beautiful he has, yes, he has been more supported and stood by the family. Whereas I left, he stood by the family and the that. business. So I see and honor his current journey. But I felt like we were killing the fatted calf that every time he came back. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm the one working to get the calf. Yes ready to be killed yes. and eat yes. so we can yes. have the feast. Yes. But that was a transforming moment for me when I could finally think, would, I do, would he want to be that or would he want to be doing the right thing? Exactly. When you think that way, you allow the grace of God to flow mm -hmm. on them. That tones them down. Mm -hmm. You feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know you're walking the right on the right track, and you know that God is looking. Now, say we say we fall and stumble. When you know, I'm just I'm just gonna absolutely take my revenge. Um, that hurt me, and how dare she does that to me? And how dare how dare? the thing is we've what did we do to ourselves? We defined mm -hmm. ourselves. But we can also we can stand up with strength without yes. letting it be toxic to exactly. us. Exactly, I love that word. Thank you. We, we stand in strength without it being toxic. Yes. Yes. Because we're staying in the line. In the line. But without pain and anger, in the line with peace and love. Exactly. And that gives us more strength, and it's it it it, it propels us to be more of what God created us to be. When we, when we conquer those moments, when we have those moments where we feel like we could be either or, and we, we, we um, stand above that, mm -hmm. then that gives us more posture, more um, the assurance of where we should be and where we continue to go. Because after things are okay, how do you feel about yourself? Yes. That feeling you have is like that feeling after you've done a great workout and you yes. feel this release. I feel that in yoga sometimes, like you're on the other side of it and you're like, wow, I, I did that with his help. I did that yes. and I feel less pain and I feel like I am in a better place, but let's talk about pain because, um, okay. I've, we, we've talked a little bit about some of the pain you've been through. Um, for me as a mother, the worst pain I've experienced is Bella's 
chronic illnesses mm. and trying and watching a child suffer is one of the hardest and Ever. she's and she's <clears throat> overcoming so much but mm. it is hard but the bible is filled with stories oh, of pain and we when you look at instagram you think the goal well, you think when you achieve success when you've reached this plateau there's not pain and that is not true and i think that's what makes it so difficult and why so many people are depressed because we don't look at it as a cycle. We look at it as something that's happening to us. Exactly, like we're victims. Yes, so let's talk about that and overcoming pain. And I mean, leave, there's okay. so, yes. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I believe that physical pain, sometimes we experience physical pain mm -hmm. and sometimes that physical pain can affect us emotionally. Amen. Well, you and I got the text yesterday about yes. someone that, and we responded, both responded in prayer. Mm -hmm. Because really, sometimes you cannot help anyone in any other way. Um, people who are in physical pain, that is a totally different subject. Mm -hmm. My husband has arthritis. He has it from head to toe. He is almost always in pain. And that must, I cannot even imagine how that affects his mind, his heart, his temperament, or even just being, feeling how he feels about himself. Um, no matter how much I feel for him, I am not in his shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm not in his shoes. I feel for him. I try to make him feel as comfortable as I can. I, but you know what? What if that's the journey that the Lord has allowed him to go through? For reason, I don't know. And for reason, he might not know until he meets the Lord in heaven. And, he, and at that point, will it matter? There will be no tears. So there is no grief, no, no tears in heaven or no pain. Um, So physical pain is something that's, if it's constant, like people that have diabetes that cannot control it and on and on, or, or infirmities of some sort or the other. When I talk about emotional pain, I really like to address that because emotional pain always comes from, sometimes it's from a temperament. Some people are more depressive than others. Some people have that high tempo and, and they have more serotonin and some people don't have as much serotonin. Um, but also, we're all created differently. I, I love to say that if we're all the same, one is insignificant. Imagine you and your spouse being the same. One would be unnecessary. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine um, was telling me about her son <laughs> this is so funny. She was telling me about her son who officiated uh, the wedding of his um, niece. Mm -hmm. And at that wedding, which was only like a month and a half ago, uh, he said something about, um, you know, we think we, we get married and we think we know each other so well. We're so in love. We can't wait for it to be such a perfect experience from day one. He said, after the second day, I realized, my wife and I realized, we didn't know each other. We were not the same. We thought we were the same, but we are not the same. 
So it was very funny because as you live together, you realize you are not the same. Part of it is having to honor the differences that brought you together. And guess what he told his niece? He said, you know what? The Lord made it where we, we, we end up with partners that are so different from the way we are. And there is a reason. When you submit to God's will in spite of the differences, you become more like Christ. It's a process of sanctification. So what path do you want to be on? The earlier you realize that, you better off you are in your marriage, in your communication with people. Because you realize that created for different purposes. And that is, um, that's something that I'll do. Mainly, even in relationships, women are, you know, can you imagine two being identical? No, and I, that's what I've said. There's no friend that I agree with every time. There's, I mean, even my mom and I disagree, and I feel like I'm as similar to her as any person. But it, it, there's no one that is everything, but we aren't promised that because this world is imperfect. And we're promised a way through it, and we're promised a light of walking it with God. But it is, but so suffering, 40 days, 40 years, mm. let's, can you share some of those numbers with people? Some of the, the real struggles of people, whole countries moving, leaving what they knew to go to a promised land with the thing is, when you move, it's very traumatic because what you thought was life is not, is different. Yes, because uh, we attach to what we think it should be. And when it's not that, we're so disappointed. You're right. My belief is, let's try and analyze the best thing you can have is a friend who's going to be very honest with you. Yes. Who will tell you whatever it is in love. It's the way we share. It's the way we share. Um, when my mother would come and visit and, and she, would, uh, she would say, I'd say, Mom, what do you think? She'd say, well, I want to see you operate for three days. <laughs> so, and then I'd say, she'd sometimes And I say, guess you're more like Martha. She, wasn't she the doer? Martha Mary was the doer, yes. <laughs> Mary was the prayer and Martha was the doer. But you are a prayer, but you're also really a doer. You're yeah. doing both. See, you're two people. Well, no wonder you're exhausted. The Lord, the Lord get, puts what he wants us to do on a tray and he says, go for it. it see what, you, what, what you're going to do out of that. But the beautiful thing is she'd say, I, I, I say I'm not in a good mood or whatever. She'd say, okay, stop when you're walking. Your house is full of mirrors. Stop and look at yourself in the mirror. Is that a happy person or is that a person who is not happy and is struggling? Stop right then and there and think what's going on in your life. How can you make your life better? Pray. Submit when you need to, surrender when you need to, stand up when you need to, create boundaries that are healthy. But whatever you do, do not do at a time when you are upset because it's never going to be productive. Mm. Take it in, sit down, 
wait three days and then and then decide to address the situation. But what if I'm fighting with Jordan? <laughs> uh, all hell is breaking loose. What if? It's like when? <laughs> yeah, this we, is we advice. Never, we yeah. live 53 years. We never fight. I lied big time. Okay, exactly. Give me Lord Jesus. I know. But, no, my dad, Vito Cangelosi, the Sicilian, the son of Sicilian immigrants, never told me to wait three <laughs> days when you're mad. He's like, say it immediately <laughs> and tell him how you feel and then ask for forgiveness. That's what Rob would say. He's like, you just yelled at me and now you want to be fine? I'm like, yeah, that's how we do it. He's like, that's not how we're going to do it. <laughs> no rules here. <laughs> but it is. Yes, yes. Yes. So, so really, because passionate people, yes. are expressive people. Yes. Hey, hey, you don't need to say a word. It's all yeah. over you. Yeah, it's written. It's the book of communication wow. today. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to what you were talking about, I think one of the things is I feel, Donna, that one of the things that helped me the most in life, mm -hmm. not in my earlier marriage, no, 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 that would be a big lie. Okay. Okay. But as you mature in Christ and mm -hmm. as you grow and as you study, I love psychology. I love personalities. I mm -hmm. love to understand mm -hmm. people. I love mm -hmm. that. Because if you don't, you're never going to communicate. Mm -hmm. Never going to feel the oneness. Stop long enough to think. What are they doing and why are they doing it? They don't have to be like you mm -hmm. because they've got to be their own person. Mm -hmm. There are people that they will influence that you cannot influence to the Lord. There's, there's certain people I can um, influence that, that someone else. I mean, the Lord makes it where you find your niche and for every worker, he has a task. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need to be sure is that in whatever you do, if you're scrubbing the floor, do it as unto God. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're living. I would like to tell you that it's always been like that. That would be a big lie. But as you mature, you realize what's important and what's less important. Mm -hmm. What's more important. We talked about purpose. We talked about authenticity. People will be drawn to you if you are authentic. People will come to you and will want to, even if you're bad, authentic bad, the bad ones will want to be drawn to you in a bad way, right? As long as you're authentic. When you're authentic and kingdom bound, they will love Jesus in you. They will love the light in you. They will want to be nurtured by you. And therefore you will be, you will be preaching a gospel without saying a word. Um, I always think what happened to that person if they're unbecoming, what happened to that person this morning? I can give more, more I can give excuses. I can give more excuses to people than they can give to themselves. Yes. I really can. Mm -hmm. I may not know what's going on, no idea, but I can give them excuses that they have not even thought of for their bad behavior. That doesn't mean I have to accept it, but then 
the discernment as to when to pull away and when to get close. And when to say something and when to keep your mouth shut. That's the key. So how would someone start a journey or rekindle a journey? What would you say to somebody that's looking for more direction and a path? I really believe that everything is fashionable today and what's fashionable today is not going to be fashionable tomorrow. If you live your life and have true love in your heart, you really cannot have that purity of love if you don't have Christ in your heart. You cannot love without knowing that you're loved. You can't. You can't. You can't. So basically, stay in the Word. Look for the good things. No matter how bad it is, there must be something good in your life. Look for that. The gratitude. the gratitude. It's hard when you feel gratitude. It's hard to be so upset about all the other situations because there still can be something for gratitude. If we're in the U.S., it's running water. It's it's having uh, the ability to make choices. It's the ability to have a voice. It's like there's just some basic the ability to have a right to religious freedom. That the, is big. So um, to Going just be to, basic. I love what you said, gratitude. And I have a story about, about that. I remember going to visit my mom. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, it was a very, very hard time in, in my life. And it was just probably harder than usual. And I didn't want to pray. Mm -hmm. I did not. I did not want to pray. I did not want to communicate with the Lord. I was mad at the Lord mm -hmm. because how could you let me go through that suffering? Yes. What is this? Yes. And and I remember um, just big, beautiful, gorgeous bed, and I would sleep next to her, and um, and uh, and she'd say, "I don't want you to pray. I just want you to shut your eyes and go to sleep, thanking God." Don't pray. I said, what? <laughs> Go to sleep thanking God, even if you don't mean it. I said, yeah, really? Yeah. Thank God. Because you're not crippled. Thank God. You've got a roof over your head. Thank God. And she... And I learned for two weeks, 15 days, I would go to bed next to her. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank Until I put myself to, you know, counting sheep. Counting sheep. <laughs> yes. As an adult, I was thanking the Lord. Until I fell asleep thanking God. I will tell you, it had an incredible effect on my life. Just go to sleep thanking God. Because I couldn't pray. I, I had nothing to tell him that he didn't know. And I was not happy with him either. At all. Why are you wasn't because happy with I want me? people to know that. That even Christians, believers, oh. are not... We falter and we lose faith. And sometimes we've lost hope or we don't trust in the plan. And we, can, we just keep going back. You just keep coming back. You, you it's know, okay. I remember it's okay. For sure. I remember one time... 
um, it was early in my marriage, and I mean, it was just like, you know, I love the, 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 what my pastor says, uh, um, murder, yes, divorce, never. <laughs> I've always remembered that. There's that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I was so upset, like beyond, and I remember I told my mother-in-law, I said, she said something about God. I said, don't talk to me about your God. I don't want to know him. I remember yelling at her, and I remember thinking, I mean, she was so subservient that I didn't want to be, it's not I me. Thought it wouldn't be you. I wouldn't be you. But the problem is not being you or not. But she was just telling me something spiritual. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to be careful. Yes. We have to be careful because I snapped at her like that. I don't want to know your God. And you know what? Intentionally, I almost, I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed. To say that, I think for two years, I don't want to know God. I don't want. I do not like Him. I know He doesn't love me, and if He does love me, I still don't love Him. Two years. It was the worst two years of my life. Wow. I did not punish God. I punished myself. Yes, truth. Because I knew the truth. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the church, evangelical free. And how can I say that? Amazing. Well, we're, we've reached the end of our time. We, you and I could talk for hours and hours. Do you have any parting thoughts or prayers that you want to share with our listeners? I want to know, I want to say something. Yesterday, you, it was very invigorating. You said something about, well, if you have time, we're talking about prayer. And I remember telling you, which is what I do. I, you have time when you sit down and you pray, but then in reality, you could be washing dishes and praying. <laughs> I, I, I choose to pray all day. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I'm kneeling? Not no. Does that mean no? I'm driving. Yes. I, I, I had a car. I called it my my spiritual womb because I would get into that. To door Lexus, it, it was it was like years ago, and I felt like I walked into a spiritual tomb. Oh, beautiful! And it was beautiful. That's my time with the Lord. No one is interrupting me. So really, the idea of of um, when the Bible says pray without ceasing, I encourage them today. And that's Never what ceasing. I yes, I say that to Bella when it's her hardest moments. I say pray, and if you don't know what to pray, get pray gratitude. Same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I listen to KSBJ in my car mm -hmm. and I have been known Fabulous. to be a cusser and to get angry, but it keeps, takes me back to center. And I try hard to keep, it's harder to be singing, praising God and yelling at someone than it is to be <laughs> listening to other music, <laughs> yelling at someone. Yeah. So um, yeah. just all these things that are amazing reminders. And then there's great apps that you can get that could just send you a message every day yes. or a book that just has a daily devotional. That message, the verse. Yes. To it. Let that be your anchor for the day. It could just be that simple. Exactly. Thank you for allowing me the time. Thank you for the relationship. Thank God for the relationship that we Amen. have. Honesty, integrity, authentication. Talk about love. Love. Mwah. Mwah. Living the, the most authentic life. <laughs>
Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys.